Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show, the podcast. Uh, we've got some stuffs to talk about today, don't we? Always, yes. That's what a podcast is for. But there's some things to talk about. New content, as always. New rank season began uh, yesterday, so that's fun. That's cool. Uh, maybe if you play ranked, um, I'm starting to play less and less of it because I hate it <laughs> a lot. Um, but new content, new cards, new stuff on the way, stuff coming this week. Uh, I'm going to give you guys a lineup update because some things have changed. The lineup has changed. We're going to talk a little bit about the spring cleanup program, which um, good and bad things. Some good, some bad. We have to acknowledge both. Otherwise, we would not be being fair. Uh, and then we're going to talk about... There's been some... some. I hate using the word controversy because it makes shit sound really bad, but... We're going to use it here just I, I, by its textbook definition, not by the way people use it now. But there's been some controversy around MLB The Show uh, with issues that are going on, both issues that have existed for a long time and some issues that are now, uh, they've since been fixed, but were new issues at the time. So, first things first, before we jump into content, I want to give you guys a team update because things have changed. Playing left field. We're not going to do it that way. Playing left field. Kirk Gibson. Um, this card smacks for just about everybody. Great in the field. Good speed. Good bat. I'm only hitting 276 right now, but he's got four ding-dongs. It's only been 29 at-bats. So I do like his swing. I think I've got hold on a couple of good PCIs, which is par for the course with just about everybody who plays this game. Um, I like Kirk Gibson. He gives me good lineup balance. He's very good in the field. Speedy, like I said, covers some ground, so I like that. I'm a big Kirk Gibson fan. He's going to stick it out for a little while longer. If the struggles continue, it's probably not just shitty PCI results. It's it's probably something larger, um, but for now, we're going to leave him there. Lubob, P5, still in center field. Mike Trout, P5, he's over and right. New third baseman, boys and girls. You're going to think I'm crazy, but this 92 Wade Boggs fucking slaps. Huge contact against right. And right now, if you're a player who's trying to make World Series, PCIs are teeny, teeny, tiny because contacts are really low. You face a lot of right-handed pitching. He starts at 122 contact versus right. I have him to P2. That's why it's 124. This guy's nuts. One of the best swings every year. I can't wait for his 99 that he's inevitably going to get. Will that guy be my starting third baseman? Probably not at that point because we'll have a million other cards. But right now, with the way content has been such a slow burn, I mean that in a good way. I don't mean that in a negative way. Um, this Wade Boggs is disgusting. Listen, guys, 49 at-bats. We're hitting 449. 471 OB OBP. And for that low power, 67 and 64 at P2, let's get six ding-dongs. Six ding-dongs. So, big fan of Wade Boggs. I like him a lot. He's going to be in the lineup for a little while. Get used to seeing him. We have slid Troy Gloss over to shortstop. Couple reasons. It's his secondary, and he still has uh, 80... Well, I have him at P3, so secondary, he still has 83 at shortstop. It's pretty good. His range and reaction is not great. His speed's not great, but he's got enough arm and he's got enough fielding to play there. The reason we took out Michael Young, I talked about just wanting high contacts. Troy lost the opposite of that. But Michael Young's swing is just fucking, it's doo-doo cheeks. It's like he swings a Q-tip. Uh, he gets some shit swing animations, and the man gets no exit velo. I don't need home runs out of Michael Young. I just need gap shots. But everything he seems to hit is a squib on the ground. So fuck Michael Young. Last year I loved him. This year I don't. Troy Gloss, for now, he's the shortstop. 
playing second base. This card is not leaving the lineup until I unlock Chase Utley. And we'll talk about that because I'm, I'm getting closer to being done with collections. Corey Seager. My dude's hitting 409 in 279 at-bats with 35 dingy-dongs. This card's nuts. He has a beautiful swing every single year. I have him to P4, almost at P5. 800-ish PXP away from P5. First baseman, Frank Thomas. Can't fucking wait for somebody better to come out because God almighty, does his swing suck. It's god-awful. It's terrible. I can't say enough shit things about it. I even dropped him in the order from 3 to 5. I just... I, you can't put him much lower than that because he does have the attributes to be good. And if you face someone shitty, he'll run into one. Heesh, but God, his swing is bad. Joe Maurer, 96. I got him. I think I had him in the last episode. Can't recall. Pretty sure I did. Um, he's good. He's very good. He's the catcher for a long-ass time. The bench, not a ton different. Uh, we did purchase Trey Turner when he went below 90 overall, so his price came down. He's down to, this is about what I bought him at, actually, 60000 So he's at sixty four right now. Um, glad he hasn't gone down much more. Clearly, obviously, that's how I got Kirk Gibson as well, because he's the Dodgers collection. We also just finished the Nationals, so we put Juan Soto on the bench. If Kirk Gibson continues to struggle, or struggle maybe is not the right word, but I, if I can't get into a flow with Kirk Gibson, I will put Soto in right and shift Trout to left field. I know Soto versus lefties does not look good. I know the fielding doesn't look good. I know the arm doesn't look good. But Juan Soto rakes, and any hitting he provides will easily, easily make up for the bullshit uh, in the outfield. Pitching. Um, not much different. You'll see here I've added Garrett Cole as my five starter. You're going to think I'm a fucking lunatic. In 13 innings, we have a 138 ERA with a .46 whip. They took away his sinker and gave him a cutter. Sinker is the meta, but I actually think the cutter helps him here. The cutter-four-seam combination is one of my favorite tunnels to work with. You get a lot of weak contact. Smart hitters will eventually sit back and hit that cutter the opposite field, or pull it, I guess, depending on who you're pitching to. Um, I've just been very good with Garrett Cole. Will it last much longer? Probably not. He's only got 87 hits per nine, or I guess 85 at a base, but I like him, so leave me alone. The bullpen, a couple new options here. Zach Britton, he comes from the spring cleanup program. We'll talk about that in a second. In my opinion, Zach Britton's the only good card in that program, but again, we'll get there. Uh, we added Michael King, Tops Now card. This Michael King is gross. Michael King last year was one of my favorite Tops Now relievers. He kind of, he got, he got released too late just based off when his Tops Now performance happened, so he wasn't really viable, but for right now, he's viable. Reliever with 50 stamina is fucking huge. Massive. Bing bong. Love it. Uh, he starts with 91 hits per nine. Very good. Not great, but very good. 99 Ks per nine. Theoretically limits foul balls. I don't think that's true, but theoretically it does. Um, 80 control. A little on the low side, but it's okay. His pitches move a lot, so it, it makes up for itself. Uh, I'm at P2. He's got 99 velo, 99 break. You can't ask for much more than that. Sinker. Four-seam, slurve, circle, slider. Last year, I believe he had sinker, cutter. I think they gave him the slurve instead this year. I fucking love it. Slurve is one of my favorite pitches every year. I know it hangs, but if you use it the right way and pitch it in the right zones, you can catch people swinging at it all the fucking time. I also got lucky, and I pulled Mariano Rivera out of a headliner that I got out of the uh, new program. So, big, big happy. Big, incredibly happy. Um... 
I could sell him to get some stubbies for collections. It'd be a free, like, 21k. It's probably the smart move to do, but because I've been playing more online and playing more ranked, I want to keep Mo. Also, for finishing the NL West, we got Kenley Jensen. I haven't really used him much yet. I've done two innings. He hasn't let up a run, but that's the squad as of now. I've been talking about collections, and before we get into the content, I do want to show you where I'm at. I have five teams left. Pretty fucking close. I only need Nolan Arenado for the Cardinals. He's in a high diamond now, but he's only 40k. We'll get there. Easy peasy. The Brewers also have a high diamond, but Josh Hader's only 40-45k. We'll get there. Josh Hader's also a good bullpen piece. And so the, the Brewers collection's actually going to help me quite a bit. Because Hader would go in the bullpen and Burns would go in the rotation. Probably replacing Randy Johnson, I think, until I get the big one. The 99. Um... But that would finish the Central. The Phillies haven't really, you know, I've got half of their collection done. 22, as you can see right above my head right there. If you're watching on YouTube. By the way, if you're listening and not watching on YouTube, you can. You can come to YouTube. Like and subscribe. Do the whole thing. Uh, in the comments, let me know how many more collections you need done. Have you finished collections? What do you think? Tell me Tell me down below. Um, also, tell me your stub method. If you're a no money spent or a minimal money spent, how have you guys been getting stubs? Let me know. Because obviously that goes hand in hand with collections. Uh, the Mets and the Braves, I've saved. They're a little expensive. DeGrom is 160k. Scherzer is almost 100k because he's a 91 now. This one's going to take some time. I have to grind the shit out of this to get this. And the Braves. As I yawn. Ugh. Excuse me, guys. I'm sorry. As I yawn. So uh, the reason the Braves are not done. A few months ago. A few months ago. Jesus Christ. A few weeks ago. I pulled a Cunha. I was working on the American League at the time, so I sold Acuna and just turned him into Vladimir Guerrero and a couple other little pieces. Acuna is now 215k, so that was maybe a, maybe a mistake. Um, I think when I pulled him, he was like 160. You live and you learn. I mean, I was working on the American League, so I was not going to then pivot all my attention to the National League. I think I made the right call for what I was trying to do. Uh, it'll just be a little bit more time before I can grind out Acuna. So the way I'm looking at this, theoretically speaking, two to three more uh, weeks, I should have collections done. Maybe I get a couple big pulls and it happens faster than that. Um, but that's... It, it's It's been a slow grind, but not as urgent as I felt in the past because as we've discussed, other than Randy Johnson who's turned out to be an absolute fucking demon, even though a couple people were upset, myself included, that he was the collection reward. Uh, I don't give a shit about Frank Thomas or Clemente anymore. Thomas sucks, and Clemente will be in my outfield for like a week. He's got high contact, but he's got a noodle too. So I don't know. I don't know. All right, boys and girls, let's talk about some content. Let's talk about some content. First, overview. New rank season has begun. Vinny Castilla All-Star and Clayton Kershaw Breakout are here. Look at them real quick. 93 Kershaw. They've given him a fifth pitch. His live series only has four. They added the sinker. 100 stamina. It's whatever. 86 hits per nine. It's kind of ballpark where the starting pitchers have been, so it doesn't suck there. Um, eh, not in love with this card. It is what it is. It's a 93 overall Clayton Kershaw. 93 Vinny Castilla. So they only gave us, if I remember correctly, the 99 Castilla last year. They, he was one of those weird TA4 uh, surprise legend drops. 
As I yawn again. See, I yawn again because these cards make me tired. Um, the Castilla is admittedly better than Kershaw. You look at his hitting, 94 contacts against both sides. I like that that's consistent. It'll be good no matter who's on the mound. 96 power right should play. 87 power left definitely a little bit on the low side. It'll play. He's got a nice swing. He's a third base primary, doesn't have a secondary. Only 75 in the field. You get him to P5, he's a gold. I mean, it's a little a little less than ideal, but I, I don't know if third base needs the most defense. Uh, 45 speed, he's slow as shit, but at third base, it doesn't matter. This is a good card to release right now. The content they've been doing this year, they've been, they've been releasing cards at the appropriate time. I can't complain about that. I'm curious to see what happens in July and August when 99s are here. Are they going to continue to drop these stupid things, or is it only going to be 99s? I don't know. We'll see. But for right now, this is a good card to drop right now. I said right now a lot in the past 47 seconds. Just roll with it. And you can still choose from last season's World Series uh, cards. Dontrell, Cal Ripken, Jorge Posada. After this ranked season, they will be gone. So, do with that what you will. Next, what else is here? Let's just, let's just hop right the fuck in and talk about the spring cleanup program. So... Things that are different. It's only three weeks long. The first one was four weeks long. Okay. Things that are different. There are only five bosses. There were 30 last time. And here they are. 93. Uh, you only get two of these, by the way. You can purchase them off the market as much as you want, but you'll only get two choice packs. 93, Ed Matthews. Kevin's happy. I already watched this video of how happy he was. The card hits well. It doesn't field well. It doesn't run well. It only plays third base. If you need a lefty third baseman or you need another lefty in the lineup, maybe this is your guy. Third base, a little weird position right now. Like I said, I love Wade Boggs. I've never loved Ed Matthews' swing. Not for me. Leave him alone. Zach Britton, you saw him in my bullpen. 120 hits per nine. That is, I mean, it's an endgame number. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's May. I'm not saying he's an endgame reliever. I'm not saying that. Could he end up being? Maybe, probably not. You might see him in some bullpens. People might get bored of him because it's going to be late in the year and he's be out for a long time. 120 hits per nine is an end game reliever number with 99 velo, 99 break, and 87 control. You get him to P5 super fractor, 92 control. You can live with that. You can play with that. 87k per nine is, or 89k per nine rather, is really low for this milestone card. Again, I don't think foul balls are actually influenced by K per 9 like they say, so it is what it is. Sinker slider, four seam, two seam. That's the only negative. I would have loved if they took out that two seam and gave him something else. I don't know what that other something else would have been, but his sinker, four seam, and two seam are all essentially the same speed. Yes, they break a little differently. Ah, I think the two seam here is by far his worst pitch. Because the sinker and four seam operate... I'm doing a visual now, so if you're listening, you're just going to have to listen to me. If you're watching, you'll understand. If the four seam is up here, the sinker will dive to down here. If you're missing extreme on those pitches, or the your opponent is missing extreme on those pitches, like PCI is all fucking over the place, don't throw the two seam that lands right in the middle, because, oh, oh that's going to be fucking yanked. That's going to be crushed. Uh, the slider is really slow with really bad control, but it has high break. So I haven't used them online yet. 
He has a new delivery this year, but for me, this is the no-brainer choice out of these five cards. You might think differently if you do let me know, but that's my no-brainer choice. Uh, Ernie Banks is here. Love is contact versus lefty. 116 is great. 87 power versus left is actually a little lower than his power versus right. Um, in my opinion, 78 contact right is rough right now. I know I use Troy Gloss, but I actually hit well with Troy Gloss. Um, Ernie Banks' swing holds him back a little bit sometimes. I want to love him every single year. I truly do. In 2020, when his 99 came out, I rode that fucking Ernie Banks into the ground, even though I sucked with it, because I wanted to love him. I'm not excited about this card. I'm not. He probably rakes against lefties. He's a bench bat at most, in my opinion. This is not for me. Tom Seaver, don't fucking take this card. Um, he only throws a sinker. 12 sixes get hammered. He has a generic windup. He offers nothing of substance. I'm sorry, a legend like Tom Seaver keeps getting fucking wasted. It's like two or three years in a row now that he keeps getting wasted. But don't touch this card. Don't even, don't even come near it. Right? He's... Yeah, don't even fucking come near it. Lastly, this is, in my opinion, the second best card. David Justice. It's a Yankee card. That makes me happy. I love David Justice when he was on the Yankees. Uh, he's a left field primary with 80 in the field. Actually, not bad. Not bad in the corner. Uh, you can play him in center if you're a fucking weirdo, because he only has 45 speed with 70, 78 reaction. He's going to get burned out there. Uh, you could put him in right field. I don't hate that, but he does lose the gold uh, defensive badge. He goes to a silver. Here's the thing. Reverse splits on this card makes it very, very interesting. 104 contact left, 108 power left as a lefty bat is very good, especially for this point in the year. And 90, 90 contact, 93 power right against righties. That's redundant there. But if there's, if there's a righty on the mound, you don't have to worry about what his attributes are. He's got the swing. He's got the platoon advantage. Uh, this is a good card. It is. I don't think it's as good as Zach Britton. I think right now the outfield I have of Kurt Gibson, Mike Trout, and Lou Bob leaves no place for David Justice. That's why I took him and sold him. Uh, I did get about 45 to 50K for him. I don't remember exactly what it was, but at the time it was worth it because I got him on the second day of the program. Um, if you take this card and I see this card and ranked, I'm not going to be shocked. I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to say a word. Just for me, it didn't fit, so I sold it. I'm not at the point in the year yet where I keep every card I get. I do keep some, but I don't keep all because, like I said, I'm trying to complete my collections. Um, there will come a point in time where every card I get that I don't have in my binder stays in my binder, but I'm not at that point yet. Um, the program. I said I like some things. I didn't like some things. What I didn't like is that these were the five fucking bosses. You have a, you have a program called Spring Cleanup. You give me a dog shit starter, a reliever, and three okay bets. This should have been fucking, here's 94 or 93 David Ortiz. Here's 93 Carlos Delgado. I keep waiting for that. It was leaked that he's in the game. This would have been a perfect time. This is when the cleanup hitters, the big boppers, the guys with high power should have been dropped. I think they dropped the ball here. Uh, but what I do like, just take a look here. Just packs and packs and XP and stubs and packs and packs and packs and packs. Look at all these fucking packs. And it goes beyond 650,000 uh, 650, experience. That's what the last program stopped. This goes an extra 100K. If you get to 750,000, you get a 20 bundle. At this point in the year, packs are still worth it. Standard packs anyway. I don't hate this. I'm not going to lie to us all. I don't hate this. I... I 
I find these grinds to be extremely easy. I never, I, I think I finished every single one where it's ever. Like all the inning programs completed. Last program completed. I'm going to complete this one. It's not that hard. He's got to play the game. You don't have to be good at the game. He's got to play the game. And be smart with how you use your time. If your goal is to complete these inning programs, find ways to double dip. Or inning programs, whatever they're called, feature programs. Find ways to double dip. Work on one thing where you're also working on this. Um, it's easy. It's worth it. I, 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 I don't know if I love this new format of programs, but I think they're still just as easy to achieve as before. This is, by the way, the headliner pack that I got Mo out of. I just opened him about an hour ago. Um, last thing to talk about. Last thing to talk about. Of content, anyway. Player of the Month. These are the three new cards that came out. 85 Mackenzie Gore. Terrible. Don't use it. 85 Eric Lauer. Terrible. Don't use it. Michael King. This is the one. Get him. Use him. Uh, on Thursday, this upcoming Thursday, this week, the Player of the Month program is dropping. The rest of it. You'll be able to get this fella, Andre Dawson. We looked at him already on the podcast. Doesn't look too bad. I don't think he'll make my lineup. Maybe as a bench bat against lefties, I'm not sure. But you'll be able to get this fella on Thursday. There's And look, at, guys, there's still a lot to do here. There's more cards coming. Mystery items. Maybe they're Tops Now cards. Maybe they're not. We're going to learn who the Lightning player is. My guess, it's going to be either J-Ram, uh, Byron Buxton, or you're going to think I'm crazy because I'm a Yankee fan, Anthony Rizzo. J-Ram is now a high diamond, so I think that holds him back from getting a Lightning. Buxton is now an 88 or an 89, so that could get in his way. Plus, he was one of the first Lightning cards last year. Just saying, Anthony fucking Rizzo would be really cool. He'd probably be my new first baseman. He's leading the league in home runs, I believe, as of recording. I think. If not, he's top three. Um, he's got a sweet swing, and he plays good first base. I want Anthony Rizzo. I, I want I want a diamond version of him early. Um, but that's happening. We'll be able to do these soon. We'll be able to do these soon. All right, last thing to talk about, guys. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about some of this stuff while I'm grinding out um, mini-seasons for stubs. Because I still get stubs this way. Oh, mini-season, by the way, I think resets soon. So just be on the lookout for what's happening there. Um, put it to rookie, and we get to blank canvas, and we just hit tater tots. Um, okay, so this is that controversy shit I was talking about. A lot of players are moving to Xbox. There was an issue last week where place, there was a bug after an update and 120 hertz became impossible to play on PlayStation 5. It took like four or five days to fix. But during that period, a lot of top players, a lot of streamers, a lot of content creators said, you know what? I don't want to deal with this. I'm going to buy an Xbox because it, it works. It's got 120 hertz. Latency is better. Response time is better. Shockingly, turns out um, they all love it. So I think they're all Xbox players now. And that is a really, really shitty look. I'm going to turn something off here. That's a really, 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 really shitty look for SDS. That's really bad. PlayStation is your native console. You don't want content creators leaving. Uh, I will not be making the jump. 
multitude of reasons. I've been a PlayStation person my entire life. Uh, I don't have the money to buy an Xbox. And um, I just, I don't want both systems. I'm not going to get rid of my PlayStation just to get an Xbox. I also think um, that it won't be, a, it won't be a comparison pretty soon. Either SDS will find a way to make PlayStation quote unquote viable, which I still think it's totally fine. Or next year's game, it'll be fine. I'm not going to get rid of my PlayStation. Um, I will say I have noticed a lot more response time lag from my controller this year than I have last. I no longer use the Bluetooth on the controller. I always have it plugged in, as you see here. It helps a little bit. Not a ton, but definitely a little. Uh, I also, by the way, I just showed you my controller. I use precision rings now. I find that helps me a lot because my PCI's been fucking floating all over the place. Um, as I hit ground to a... Ground out on rookie mode. Okay, um... Here's the thing. If you're having problems on PlayStation... I understand the frustration. You know, last year we all joked, we're like, oh, Xbox players, we're all going to fucking slaughter them, blah, 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 blah. And last year, maybe we did for the most part. Thing, in theory, now they're on the superior console, though. So maybe we shouldn't have been so snarky. I don't know. It's such a tough conversation to have because people are going to be loyal to the consoles they've played their whole lives. I've always played PlayStation, like I said. That's my home console. That's my native console. I'm always going to be loyal to PlayStation. Funny enough, my brother, who I obviously grew up with, is an Xbox person. Loves his Xbox. So, you know, different strokes for different folks. That said, content creators who do this for their own living, they need to be competitive. And the fact that you have to purchase an Xbox to be more competitive at this game is idiotic. Idiotic. It would have been the same thing if it was a, you had to per, you had to play on PlayStation. Last year, the reason we made fun of Xbox people was not because it was the superior or PlayStation was the superior console. It's because Xbox people were new. They were learning the game. They were learning how to play baseball. We should have beaten the piss out of them quite a bit. And by the end of the year, we weren't. But the, the consoles, for the most part, were on a level playing field. Now, apparently it's not. So that's bad. You don't want to have a game releasing on multiple platforms and be inferior somewhere else. I'm not counting the Nintendo Switch because we all know that's inferior, but I don't think anyone plays the Switch to be competitive. I think they play the Switch to grind, to fuck around, uh, give it to their four-year-old. Like, I, you know, that I'm leaving that out of the equation, and I think we all can understand why. But Xbox... Xbox versus PlayStation, first of all, they should be equal. Second of all, for SDS's own console, for Sony's own console to be the inferior system on a game that used to be exclusive to it, that's bad, man. That is not good. So if you're frustrated with PlayStation gameplay, trust me, I get it. I'm, I'm literally living it. I've been there. As, what is? Am I just a robot? Like, what? Am I stupid? I only hit three home runs or four home runs. Um... By the way, if you don't know what I'm doing, you hit 10 home runs in many seasons with all-star cards, and you get uh, a prospect pack that you could pick two cards out of that you could still get about a total of 4,000 stubs for. Not each, combined. Um, and I've found that I can get through this in about 15 minutes. So it's 4,000 stubs every 15 minutes, 16,000 stubs an hour. It, it, you know, it used to be more profitable, but I think it's still worth it, so I'm doing it. Um, I digress. 
Do I think this problem will last in the long run, like I said? No. I'm sure I'm not the only person who's watched all the YouTube videos of the people I like to watch and been like, oh, everyone now has an Xbox. They've all bought it. They've all made videos. Oh, my first game on Xbox. Oh, I purchased an Xbox to play MLB The Show. I'm not, I, I don't give a shit that they did that. It's their own life choices. You know, they can do whatever they want, just like you can. But I, I don't think the common person, me and you, I'm not a content creator. I just have a podcast and I'm an idiot. But me and you, the common people, should not all be going out just fucking buying Xboxes. If you have one, great. Good for you. I hope you're great at it. I hope you're fantastic. If you've played both versions, if you played Xbox and PlayStation 5, let me know your opinions. I'm curious. I've never, and I probably won't ever, but I'm curious what you think. Um, I just, I think it's a bad look. I think it's a really bad look for the developer, especially when, like I said, their, their home console, their native console is a PlayStation 5. Um, I, I don't know really the technical stuff, I don't know what a lot of this stuff means. I don't know what a lot of it's supposed to act like and supposed to operate as. I, I'm just relaying the information and the opinions and the things that I've seen and heard. Um, of course, the opinion of it being a bad look for SDS is, is my own. I didn't steal that opinion. But as far as like the technical specs and shit, I, I honestly don't even know what most of it means. I think it just means how the game looks and feels and maybe how it responds to your inputs. Um but I, I don't actually know what the fuck it means. If you do, teach me. I'd love to learn. Um, but that is... I don't know. When that whole problem came up in the patch, which, again, every time they patch something, they fucking break something else. But when that problem came up in the patch, that became a talking point. A big one. A big, big, big talking point. So much to, so much so that at least 10 content creators that I know of went out and bought five to $600 Xboxes. That's how big of a deal it was. Again, it's their livelihood. For them to, in their eyes anyway, make money, they need to be good at the game. I also don't think that's true. I think a lot of them are entertaining enough to not have to be good, just to be themselves, but that's beside the point. Um, it's their prerogative. I'm not, I'm, not gonna, I'm not judging them. I don't want you to think I am. But hey, you know, it, it was a problem enough that they had to go out and make that drastic switch and drastic change. I think it says a lot. Uh, guys, we're going to end here on that perfect, perfect ding-dong. I'll go do this myself offline. Uh, I think we covered everything that needs to be covered in this week's episode. Very last thing to note, I know it's at the end of this episode, so not everybody who's listened is probably hearing it because they've probably tuned out already because I'm an idiot. I have not streamed in a couple weeks. I understand that. I was in Vegas. If you haven't been able to tell, I, I'm getting over being a little congested. I think it's been seasonal allergies. Um, I feel fine, totally 100% fine. So I, I was really congested a couple days ago, couldn't stream. Streams are coming back, if not this upcoming weekend, definitely next week. Streams are coming back, I have not stopped streaming. Uh, it's also just been my busy season at work. A lot of things have just kind of compiled on top of each other. Uh, that busy season does end at the end of May. So we're coming back to like multiple streams per week. Soon. Um, but that's it. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for supporting. Again, if you're on YouTube, like, subscribe, do the whole YouTube thing. I look, I'm pointing at the comments. Look at me, YouTuber. Ooh, 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 ooh. Uh, do comment, though, things that I ask you guys to comment during the episode. I'm generally curious about having a conversation about those things. Um, but that's it. Love you all. Talk to you next week.